It's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Miller, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome back to the Ghost Goal Podcast. Manchester United are top of the table. They face Liverpool on the road, the opposing champions, as the Premier League returns after a weekend off thanks to the magic of the FA Cup. I'm Andrew Pissarro alongside Javier Revelo and Alex Moss. How's everybody doing today? It's good to be back. It's been a little. We, we haven't had too many pods in the last few weeks, but you know, because of the holidays and everything, we're just getting back in the groove again. Feels good. Yeah, nice little easy FA Cup weekend off. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, at least for Chelsea. Yeah, Liverpool too. We, uh, you know, took down took down Aston Villa's B side because their main side all had COVID, which honestly felt gratifying after the fact that we went out to. Aston Villa in the League Cup when we had to play our kids because our main squad was at uh, was in Qatar for the Club World Cup. Winning a different so. trophy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, um, that was fun. Ars- I mean, we're recording this. You guys are going to listen to this after the Arsenal-Crystal Palace game, but uh, there's midweek games catching up on all the uh, games in hand. Arsenal playing Crystal Palace. Spurs getting a 1-1 draw with uh, Fulham in the midweek. We also had Manchester City getting another victory. Uh, a 1-0 win over Brighton and uh, over Brighton Raheem Sterling skying a uh, a penalty though in that one so there's plenty to discuss and uh, as I kind of mentioned Net- Man United Manchester going United. top <laughs> yeah Manchester United back at top of the table first time since 2013 Arsenal have gone on a little run here and pulled themselves out of the relegation zone and only a few points behind Chelsea who had a uh, had a loss in that run only Liverpool three points a loss. three points behind what? Chelsea we're only three points yeah, behind Chelsea now. There, there, there it is. That people are asking. Only, back. only six, six points off top four. Yeah, I was, about, I was gonna say, like, according to my logic, I'm still like pretty, like, comfortable thinking, like, oh yeah, we can still make top four. Like, we're still okay. So if that's the case for us, then it has to be the case for Arsenal, which is insane after how <laughs> close they were to the relegation zone in December. <laughs> yep, uh, Leicester, Everton. And Manchester City all equal on points for third. Manchester City taking the goal differential right now. All on 32 points, a point behind Champions Liverpool on 33. And as we mentioned, Manchester United, 36 points. Um, I guess let's start there. Like, Are we buying what Manchester United are selling right now? Should we answer this in the microcosm of just previewing this game? Because, I mean, (laughs) mean, this is the one. There's some other good games this this weekend, but who would have thought? Back in whenever it was October or November, whenever United were having that that crisis, borderline crisis with the the Tottenham loss and then the uh, dropping out of the Champions League a couple of weeks later, no one would have thought in mid January they'd be three points uh, ahead of Liverpool with uh, you know equal games played and going into this game at Anfield, it's. I mean, it, we just never would have thought this even a couple of months ago. It's truly surprising. And frankly, I still, you know, in the 92nd minute or whatever of that Burnley game, I still thought, you know, Burnley, will, they'll figure something out. They'll get a draw or something out of this. United will choke. But you got to give them credit. They uh, they haven't. The only choke they've had in the last five games in the league, at least, was the Leicester game. Obviously, Leicester are a very good team. So United are humming right now. How worried are you? <laughs> They don't need a I'm win, Andrew. It's set up for them. They can just like they can just Mourinho you. They had a yeah, really they they had the easiest start to the season like in the of the top six teams. They, I think who? they have United. They they've had a bunch of home games in their big games, and they now I think they're gonna have to play a lot of hard away games. Yeah, but we were criticizing them for underachieving in those home games. They didn't get a home win until the West Brom game, like five home games into the season, and obviously lost six two or whatever to Tottenham. Or six one, whatever it was. Yeah, that's true. Actually, six yeah, one, and then they drew um, Ars- or lost to Arsenal. Drew Chelsea nil nil. Uh, drew Crystal Palace. Like they have a bunch of weird home results and somehow are still top. So yeah, I'm. I'd be worried. Pretty, I'm pretty worried because mainly because of the injuries. Now, first of all, Thiago came in against 
Aston Villa. Yeah, it was the kids, but he was wheeling and dealing. I expect him to start. I expect Henderson back in midfield. I expect expect Wijnaldum back in midfield. It'll be the regular front three. There's the odd chance that maybe they try to work in Shakiri, who's been in really good form. But I'm worried about the defense because it's going to be Fabinho. There's discussion that Matip might be back, but is he going to be able to play 90 minutes? I don't trust that. And the club doesn't sound like they're going to go out and make a defensive signing. There was a there was a quick hot second there where it sounded like we were going to sign this Dutch kid Sven Botman from uh, from Lille, who had been in. He's uh, I forgot which Dutch club he came from. He only came there in the summer. That doesn't sound like it's happening. And it sounds like the club is is trying to save their money for the summer, which I don't love. I, I, I think the title is there for you to obtain. I don't understand why you're not spending money now to ensure that. But I'll say this, you know, Klopp has won big games. He doesn't lose at Anfield. And I this is set up, you're right, this is set up for Solskjaer to just kind of sit back and make Liverpool play their game. United's game. And United have, yeah, play that, yeah. Liverpool have not lost to Manchester United at home since 2016. So I do have a good feeling about this. I don't. It's not that long. <laughs> yeah. There's no point I, mentioning I that. <laughs> well, it's five years. It's five years now. Yeah. Five years, kind of. Yeah. It's, it's five years. And, and I don't trust Solskjaer in a big game yet. And this is a big game. But I am worried about Bruno Fernandez. I, I definitely am worried that. David De Gea Paul Pogba's to, playing really well right now too. He's definitely yep. playing for a contract to show you know. <laughs> I'm still good, or guys. Let's get the next get big me. team it's to either, take me. Yeah, it's contract. It's 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 a contract. It might not be a Manchester United contract, but it's a contract. I'm definitely worried about David De Gea just going God mode on us. Like that could ha- that could just happen. Well, and do you I'm remember wor- like a I'm few wor- a few weeks ago when I was like. You know, after you guys piped Crystal Palace, I really thought that Liverpool would take off from there, and I kind of cursed you guys, where you guys had just gotten like a bunch of draws against kind of shitty teams, and and yeah, if it faced either really hot goalkeepers in the Newcastle game, or the offense just hasn't been able to string passes together, like they were just sloppy and atrocious against Southampton, and I think part of that is, you know, we're missing Diego Jota in the sense that like. I don't think Shakiri is really coming for the starting spots of Sadio Mane or Mo Salah, but yeah, but or then Firmino. But then you're. But why are you blaming? Why are you blaming backups for starters underperforming? Because they're not facing enough pressure in practice. I, I, like I don't, there's not. I don't think that's it. They didn't have pressure for you know the first couple seasons, like at at Liverpool. You know they still scored a boatload of goals. Uh, I, I honestly think it's more of just like to do with their own sort of psyche. And I don't really think mm. it's necessarily like a, a terrible fault of like Sala, Firmino, Mane, or, and the rest of like the Liverpool's best, like senior players. I, I just think it was kind of bound to happen. And it happens to all great teams that at some point, like season after season, it's, it's just not the same to motivate yourself the same way, especially with all of like the random variables you throw in with this uh, pandemic and, how it's affecting players. It's hard to say. It just lends to the overall narrative of the league this season that every team is just going to have to try and do their best to shorten their bad periods of form and lengthen their good periods. You know, every team has had them kind of at this point, maybe except Sheffield. Uh, but it's not going to escape any of the teams, the bottom of the table or top or in between. It's just going to be... A case of like, can you get a lucky VAR call sometimes? Can you, you know, uh, force an own goal instead of, you know, curling in a beautiful uh, goal yourself to end up on like first on match of the day? It's just going to be down to players putting aside like, all right, the style of how we do this is not going to matter. The substance of, you know, just getting it done is going to matter more. And those players are all capable of it. I think you're going to win. But if the Manchester United game at home with United leaving, leading three points uh, ahead of you in January doesn't wake those players up, then I'd start to get worried. I'm, I think the same thing yeah, for no, United. I, it, I think that's fair. I think this is this is a massive game for both sides. And I, I, I'm going to say it's a must win for Liverpool. Absolutely must win. And uh, I think they win. I think, I think it's 2-1, 3-1, but I'm going to say 2-1. And I, I will be putting Liverpool result both to score, which I just looked. It's at plus two forty right now. I, I think, I, like, I, I don't know how that doesn't hit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. This is not last year's game at Anfield where Salah scored the late winner. Um, I'm gonna say two two. 
I think yeah, I think a draw. I think a draw because I think United they've been playing well enough and they're on such good form recently that I think they could they could get something at Anfield and I think Liverpool aren't in the best of form right now like have been dropping a lot of points that they shouldn't be dropping and I think they're going to find it hard to score on United who have found you know they don't really have any injuries right now I think I mentioned that you know Martial ago, like they're sure Martial but he's been probably their worst attacker sure. like Rashford has been very good it just um, makes you wonder Bruno's like Cavani been fantastic Burnley Cavani's been good Liverpool. right like but can, do you it, think he can do that like start Burnley yeah. in midweek and then Liverpool he hasn't been used very much this season he's probably still pretty fresh he's you know he wasn't starting at PSG like he hasn't he hasn't been playing a shitload of games this season and like the dude's a freak of nature like he's very athletic if you ever watch when he plays like he sprints he sprints around like a maniac like he's not like an Olivier Giroud even though he's that size he he's like he he presses a lot he has a huge physical presence on corners and he's he's more than just you know an attacker I know he misses a lot of chances but Cavani is a very very good player so I think in a game like this, he could show up. He, we've seen him a couple times already show up for United this season. He's especially kind of been no the difference. Yeah, he's kind of been the difference between yeah, especially with no center backs. Exactly, especially you know I don't know who didn't they start Henderson and Fabinho in the last game? That's pretty disastrous. Yeah. you know I don't want that. Right. I want Henderson in midfield. To be fair I, though, Fabinho's Fabinho seems like kind of fine. It's just like yeah, can yeah. You yeah. Find Fabinho's, the right Wait, Fabinho's not kind of fine. Fabinho's better than most center backs in the league. Yeah, sure. I, I guess I'm saying that fresh off of a loss in the last Premier League game. Yes, yes. With off the Danny Ings fucking wonder goal, which. It was a beaut. Yeah, it was a beaut. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the Javier 2-2 draw, that would not only hit the draw at plus 270, but also hit the over at plus 162. There's no way so, there's four goals in this game. I don't think there's... I, I, just, I think there's only four goals if someone gets a 3-1 win where they kind of get like a late breakaway while the other team's high-pressuring up the pitch, and I don't see that happening either. I, I, actually, right. I, I'm saying that, but at the same time, I probably said the same thing about the Man United Tottenham game earlier this season, <laughs> and then it had like the most goals. <laughs> just so who fucking knows? This is a weird season. It is going to be a weird Speaking season. Speaking of, I was just looking um, at the table. Um, if I mean, we're very close to the halfway point of the season. It seems like 36 points is a really low point total to be top of the league right now compared to previous seasons. Like, kind of feels like maybe the league winner is going to be around like 82 to 84 points this season instead of what was what was like what's been like the last few years been like 90 something fucking points you know has been the league winner so we're not even at the run-in yet we're not even at the last 10 games where all those you know teams down near the relegation battle you know they get a little pep in their step and start getting like even crazier results so how crazy would it be if somehow sheffield fucking saved themselves like suddenly find four like that wouldn't be that crazy right because they're I mean, we could talk more about them in a little bit here, but they did pick up I mean, their first win gone. of the season. They're gone. They're gone. I mean, I think so too. But the fact that they were so good last season—if they got like a couple of the players that they have had injured, especially like at the back, they're eight hey, points. They're eight yeah, points. They're not back completely right out of it. I don't think. Right. I think that it's possible if if the season keeps continuing like as crazy as it's been. So. Literally, Brighton are the only team that uh, is giving you the confidence to say that because they've been so awful this last like month or so. Uh, Fulham's been in better form of late, but I don't yeah, know if they're going to get enough. I'm referring to Brighton, who are just outside the relegation oh, yeah. zone on yeah on in the 17th on like 14 points, while Fulham are on 12. Fulham yeah, and they've played Brighton has played 18 games. Watch and Fulham are yeah. Fulham are have two games in hand right now too they're, they're only in 16 games watch out for the team that i would say keep an eye on newcastle are on absolutely dreadful form right i now. was about to say I'm, I'm pretty looking forward to that game playing newcastle on uh, monday at home after we already just beat them i mean they had a lot of their first team and they just didn't have they, callum wilson they, they should have won that game they had yeah, so they many of the better chances than arsenal in the fa cup game Andy we were Carroll, playing our second, like, like mostly our second team there. Yeah, there's still a lot of like good starting players, like just the, just team, the players that would get into your starting team. Like El Nenny has played a bunch of games, and Leno was yeah, playing and had to make a bunch of saves. Leno, Leno was yeah, well, Leno was our first team, but we our backup keeper is awful. Like we already we saw that in the uh, Carabao Cup. <laughs> the Carabao Cup. Apparently, we're <laughs> trying to like loan him out and like get rid of him because of that shit. So, um, so. 
Arsenal take care of business Monday at 3 p.m. Yeah, and then, I mean, we, we play Crystal Palace tomorrow. That's a tougher game. It's also at home. Yeah, well, I was just reading that Crystal Palace have actually gone unbeaten against us, their longest run ever in the last four games. So we're due a win. We're due a win, and we're on great form. So I th- I think we, 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 like, narrowly beat them, even though Palace are playing better. But I, uh, Lacazette's been playing super well. Uh, he, he definitely could score against them. And how great is it not seeing Williams start? Oh, it's been. I mean, look, we now have three straight wins. If we win these next two home games, which are not against like that hard opposition, Newcastle and Palace, I mean, we could be above Chelsea, you know, in two game weeks, which would be very interesting if we could do something like that. I don't know who we have in the game week after this, but. I mean, yeah, you have Fulham, but Fulham been drawing big teams a lot, having getting big big draws, and I don't know. I mean, talk about that if you want, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, (laughs) I'm fairly confident. Do you either of you want to predict Arsenal going to lose either of those games or draw? Uh, Alex, your game after Fulham is at Leicester. All right, at Leicester. Yeah, we could be above you guys, dude. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Javier, before we move on from Arsenal, can you wax poetically about this this Emil? Oh, Emil Smith. Oh, yeah. No, I mean he's Alex loves him too. He uh, you mentioned that about like four times on this podcast. Yeah. Every time I'm sitting there editing it, every time we bring him up, you just go. Also, Alex likes him. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, Alex does like him. You know, I do. He's the most important thing. He's like a young Mason Mount. (laughs) Yeah, I mean he. Well, because I want you to like comment on him. I want you to say like, what do you think about him? I I just think that he's like. He's very, very good. He reminds me a lot of a, a young De Bruyne. I mean, he's only 20 years old. To play in the midfield, like how he does, is is not easy to do. But he's, we've also played some pretty easy games. I mean, he, the, the, the Chelsea game was a harder game, but the other two games, I'm not going to take that much out of it. Although coming on in the FA Cup and getting the winner was also, you know, he, he, I'm sure he's building up his confidence, and it, it's awesome to see Willian off the pitch because we've won our last three games that Willian hasn't played. So I'm glad that he like felt sick or whatever the fuck. Also, Paulo Mari, we, we've kept now three, you know, three clean sheets and only conceded one goal against Chelsea. Like I think that he's been a big part of this because we haven't had a center back like him who's just very, very solid on the ball. Doesn't really make, hasn't made any so far crazy mistakes. I mean, he did have the, he did give up the penalty against Chelsea, but that was his first start ever for the team. So you can kind of get, you know, give him some time to ever uh, in the Premier League. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, he had never started for us in the Premier League, so that was his first start for us in the league. He had started a few Europa League games, but we like definitely eased him into the team. And then Gabriel's back for these games. Uh, Thomas Partey's back for these games, and even Gabriel Martinelli. I mean, Martinelli will probably be on the bench, but he only had just a little twisted ankle in that FA Cup game. So we have our our talisman back, which is Partey. I mean, he's. I think he he changes the the look of this team as well. So I'm sure Arteta will want to ease him in, maybe like bring him off the bench against Palace and start him against Newcastle. But I'm excited to see him back on the pitch. So, man, the willingness with which Arsenal fans have just removed the talisman award from Aubameyang and just been like, "It's Partey now. He's our best player." Is <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely like, you guys are you guys are shameless. I mean, yeah, Aubameyang, terrible form, Aubameyang is in terrible form. Yeah, but right. he got a goal in the FA Cup, and who knows? You never know with a with a goal just coming in. If players can start playing well again, especially because Lacazette's playing well. I kind of feel like it might. He might be able to Martinelli. create something for him, and Gabriel Martinelli. Yeah, I mean, it's just like having having and Emil Smith Rowe. Like having now an out- outlet where we've gotten eight goals in our last three games, where in our previous that's more than our previous twelve games. So like obviously something's changed, something's clicked a little bit for the players. You played West Brom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, doesn't work for everybody. And Can't we beat, and we played Chelsea, so you know that was that was our our best win of those. So when you need a win, we're your team. <laughs> Absolutely, but yeah. We're playing Palace at home, Newcastle at home. I think we go to five wins in a row, which would be very nice. I'll just say say real quick about Emil Smith Rowe. Like there are a good amount of comparisons to be made to Mason Mount, and I think that's why I like kind of drew me to him in the first place, maybe like two years ago when he first first started getting like Europa League appearances here and there. But the the thing that I think has, you know, or that the the one moment that I would say was has defined the difference between Arsenal in December up until that Chelsea game and Arsenal now is that in that Newcastle game, right at the end, there was a big chance 
uh, for Newcastle. It was nil-nil, and it was about to go into extra time, which like neither team wanted. And Andy Carroll absolutely screwed up a huge chance. And everyone's reacting to that. Like all the defense is like on the ground. The ball gets played back out into midfield, and there's a there's a clash between Emil Smith Rowe and one of the Newcastle players that Emil Smith Rowe gets like initially sent off for. And the look on his face and the surrender cobra that he was doing. Uh, like hands on head, like tears in his eyes. Like he was, at, you could tell that he was absolutely destroyed by this. And it got overturned by VAR. It wasn't that bad of a tackle. But, you know, in the moment, he's young. He's been brought on to win this game. He thought he just screwed it over for his team. Just that level of giving a shit I haven't seen in Arsenal's team for like a couple of years now. Like they give a shit when they win FA Cups. But, you know, at the end of the Europa League, the whole team goes to walk off the field, the Europa League final against Chelsea. The whole team goes to walk off the field and Granit fucking Xhaka has to be the one to get everyone to go over to the Arsenal fans that have traveled like 5,000 miles and say, like, thank you for coming and supporting us. Like, it's that thing where, you know, you don't want to make your whole team academy products, but, you know, in these little doses where you need a lift and you need that extra little level of give a shit, those academy players who are dying to play for Arsenal in any league game, like Emile Smith-Rowe, like Reese Nelson, the, who hasn't played that much, but, you know, he's still someone that a lot of Arsenal fans have been calling out for. Like Saka, man. Like Saka. Saka is such a big example of that. He doesn't, he doesn't like put his emotions like out as much. Uh, he reminds me a lot of like Reese James, but like obviously more offensive and, and like a winger. He just like very level headed. He, you never really see him do anything crazy. Like he's just yeah. a, he seems ins- incredibly good for his age and mature for the way he plays. It's the same with Emile Smith-Rowe. Like, and the same, I think, of Mason Mount. Just all players that, like, for their age... I mean, Mason Mount's a little bit older than both of them. Saka's 19 and Emile Smith-Rowe's 20. He's 22. 20, he's not that much older, but he just right. turned 22. But, like, a couple of years play- more playing as a pro, especially from, like, 20 to 22, you grow so much in those couple of years. There's actually a huge difference between that and then, then I would say between, like, you know... 24 and 26 i don't think you grow that much as a player but that you're in your early 20s it's still your development years for these young players and you can see so much growth you've seen so many players switch from like you know being maybe like five or ten year a goal players to 20 or 30 you know if they're really that good so that's the age where you see that flip all right let's uh move along uh wolves west brom should be uh i'm not gonna say that's gonna be interesting i don't know how goals are gonna get scored wolves apparently don't want to buy a striker in the window, which they desperately need since Jimenez went out. Which and I think Fabio Silva's dog shit. I've seen him miss so many chances. He's, he's, he's so also, young. He's also like eighteen. Still. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. I'm not. That's fair. I'm not. I'm not worried. I'm not. I'm not trying to get like a like a take out on him right now and then have it be absolutely terrible. Well, no, like I just. I'm just saying like he shouldn't be starting. He should be on loan somewhere. Like they paid all that money, but like they want him to start regular. I know Jimenez is hurt, but he's not good enough to be yeah. their starting striker if they want to like get into Europe. They're going to be a mid table team if he's the the starting striker. It's kind of like 100 like when like Fulham that one year had Tammy when he was like 19 and he they like relied only on Tammy to get goals. No. Or Swansea, I'm Swansea, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Swansea. and they went down that season because they were like, ah, Tammy Abraham, like he's gonna be. I'm not saying Wolves are gonna go down, but I'm saying they're not gonna achieve you know, their goals. Yeah, if I they agree. just keep starting. That's a very fat. good comparison. Leeds play Brighton, as Alex mentioned. Brighton on dire form right now. Do you think uh, Leeds get all three points? Or are you gonna tradi- picture your traditional Leeds will lose this game? Oh, Leeds are gonna pound the shit out of Brighton, dude. It's gonna be like five nil. <laughs> Like, they're going to dominate those motherfuckers. Like, I mean, Brighton might get a goal, honestly. Actually, Brighton Brighton did have that 3-3 game. You, you saying that just makes me want to pick Brighton even more. Like, No, like, Brighton you know Leeds are going to win this. Right now. Leeds Brighton are just, plus 250, the draw plus 260, Leeds plus 105. I'll tell I, you right now, I'm taking leads right now. If that step I also, that stays plus money. I also knew that Liverpool were going to beat Brighton, but that didn't honestly, happen either. Honestly, either, so. honestly, maybe not not five nil. It could be like four two leads. Like I bet you Brighton get a couple of goals because of their play style and the way they play, and like the just, just that they're attacking and leads are such shit defensively. They give everyone a bunch of chances. It's then again, be though, one nil like, leads or four two leads. It's going to be one yeah. of those two. I over think. over three and a half is plus one fifty two right now. So that's that's good odds if you think that's a goal fiesta. Uh, we do have two 10 a.m. games, which is weird. We feel like we haven't had two 10 a.m. games in a long time. West Ham and Burnley playing at the same, uh, playing also at the same time as Leeds Brighton. I feel like that. I don't know. I wouldn't want to watch that game. I, I, I'm up and down on West Ham right now. Burnley are. I mean, they have the same amount of points as Chelsea right now in Villa, and 
like they're they're sticking around right now, especially if they get a win with this West Burnley. Ham sold Hilaire, by the way. Yeah, they moved on they did. from him. He's off. Which, he's, he's off to Ajax. Which I think that's a it's a good move. I mean, they're. I think they probably had to do it for financial reasons because the amount of money they paid for him, they probably for what like they were getting out of him, they probably had to sell him because I've I've heard that West well, Ham don't they, have a ton I of money because they they're paying get, their players a ton of money. Right, they want to get somebody else in, and I bet you it's one of those if we if we're gonna bring someone in, we got to move someone out, so they they're moving them out. Well, they already um, bought Ben Rama in, but I don't know if like yeah, he's not like a striker. No, but yeah. Yeah, it's true. They definitely need a striker. They don't have. I mean, Mikel Antonio is good, but I don't think he's like a traditional striker. Wait, have West Ham solved the West Ham striker problem? Have no strikers on your team and just ask your wingers and attacking midfielders to make up for it and just you know do other things. I mean, I Antonio I Antonio was that. not a striker before they like converted him to striker. Like he was a winger slash he was a right back. He used to be, and then he became a winger, uh, and then like a second striker, and then. Moy started using him in this role. I don't know if he's back yet, but if he's healthy, then they should be fine. Moy's God, man. Moy's did make Lukaku. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> I think Moise? you find. I think you'll find that Anderlecht made Lukaku. <laughs> Lukaku yes. was Lukaku was being scouted by like Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, PSG, and then like went to Chelsea when he was like seventeen. I'm saying he like really developed him into a good. Premier League striker who never got almost below 20 goals a season, you know, when he's he starting. Roberto Martinez. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Martinez. Mar- Moyes, Moyes Martinez came a little later, I feel like. No, 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 no. Ma- I, I can't remember Moyes- the exact timeline, but it was around the same. It was like 2013, 2014 time. Because speaking of Everton, Brom, Everton aren't going away either. He was on West Brom before Everton. By the way, oh yeah, I forgot about the West um, Brom loan. Yeah, he was at West Brom in 2012-13, which was Sir Alex's last. Was that? Yeah, 12-13 was Sir Alex's last year. If yeah, I remember he scored right. a hat trick on the last day in Sir Alex's last game for West Brom. Uh, right, against United. and then 2013-14, he was at Everton, but that would have been Martinez because Moyes was at Manchester United that year. Moyes made the. I, I don't. I, I'm. We shouldn't have gone down this just to say Javier, you were wrong. <laughs> oh shit, I was wrong. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, why were we talking about Lukaku in the first place? Oh, uh, West Ham striker made, problem. Oh, West yeah, Ham yeah, yeah. Problem. I was. Uh, yeah, I went Apparently, on a little rabbit hole there. They're they're being linked to um, the Polish striker at Napoli. I'm blanking on his name. I just saw it and I lost it. Arkadiusz um, Milik. Yes. And uh, some French. Thank you French for thank you for strike. setting me up for saying a vaguely Eastern European name on the pod. I always enjoy it. There we go. And so this is what I you know I, I'm I'm D Wade. You're LeBron throwing Just it down, and I'm celebrating. <laughs> Holding the arms up. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's link to the striker from Reims from Reims Reims definitely Reims uh, in France. But yeah, I, I think West Ham are gonna have to sign a striker. But uh, let that gets us to the twelve thirty game. Fulham taking on Chelsea. Uh, what is that West London derby? This yes, is, this it is. A big rivalry for Chelsea, or it would be if there were fans. Uh, yeah, this is like an even crazier version of. Uh, actually, no, I can't even compare this to Liverpool Everton. Like Everton are definitely Liverpool's little brother. You guys are not, right next mm-hmm. to each other on the. But map. Everton have won a league title in the last forty years. Like they won one in the yes. mid eighties. Fulham, they're, they're even more a little brother. They're literally they're about as far away from us as uh, Liverpool and Everton are. They're like a mile down the down the street so they haven't been in the premier league for most like most of the time the last like 10 years so it's kind of hard to like call them a rival i like this game was supposed to be played on wednesday instead of that tottenham game that had to be canceled because of all the covid cases that popped up uh so i I think uh, fulham having to go through that like very entertaining end-to-end pretty much even game against tottenham i understand why i can give a lot of people like Fulham fans hope for getting a result here, but we've had a nice long rest. We've had like two consecutive like full weeks off for the first time in months. Uh, made some rotation in the in the FA Cup game and got some players like Timo Werner and Kai Havertz and um, Mason Mount on the score sheet to you know give them a boost to their confidence. Oh Kyle yeah, Morka has been playing. What a, yeah. what a great what a great yeah, honestly, opposition though, to test yourself. I think I think for certain players. Like Timo Werner, I'll say, is this kind of player. Just putting the ball in the back of the net in an actual game. 
I think that's that could be yeah, enough but it was, to like it was get a, him back on track. It was like a track. fifth division team, dude. Come on, like what F- the hell fourth, can you take fourth. from that? Thank you very much. Fourth. Come on. <laughs> All right, but like I don't give a shit that any of them scored I don't, in that I, game. I don't give a shit either. I, I give, honestly don't I give know a shit if that Chelsea we didn't have to try in that game and won four nil. Yeah, I think I, we're winning. I think we're winning this like three one. They also don't yeah, have Ruben Loftus Cheek, who was their best player today. Listen, if you don't, oh, that is true. If you don't win this, though. Don't you also, think we that have a bunch of secret agents on their team? We have like Olaina came up through our academy. They're they're going to take it easy. They, they yeah, they don't, want, they don't want any of the smoke. But Fulham, like what, Fulham are good what? little brothers who just you know they take their loss. It's not always easy. They usually put up a little bit of a fight, but they take their loss and they move on to uh, to the games against the rest of the top six to get their points. I feel like you Lampard's job could be at peril if he doesn't get a win in this game. Because I don't think that's a bad take. In the in the position you guys were in a few months ago, with the money he's gotten, I think if you're not making top four this season, that would be huge. And if you could get someone like Tuchel, I I know fucking Abramovich, man. He's gonna he's gonna pull the trigger and he's gonna fire him when you least expect it, and then you're suddenly gonna go and get the big money signing. That's always how Chelsea does. And so I, I think there's a lot of pressure. I I mean, ma- I'm gonna say bad take. You know why? Because Arteta didn't get fired. I don't know what Roman Abramovich is going to do. And if I don't know what Roman Abramovich is going to do, then there's no way that like m- many other people do. Well, I think the but, I think Javier is right in the sense of if you don't win this game, that's going to be trouble for Frank. But I don't see how you don't win this game. Which, okay, like, well, that's what, you know, I'm arguing with the, the former. The, the, if Frank doesn't yeah. win this game, then he's in trouble. I have no idea. I have no idea if we would if we finished 10th, whether they'd just be like, all right, all part of the plan. Trust the process. Sam Hinkie, rest in peace. Not, or, th- that uh, Chelsea have never done that. No, I know. Why would they start I, doing that I know. now? You're, but, but you're going completely Javier, against why would Chelsea's they, MO. Javier, why would they hire a manager who has one year's experience in the first place? We hadn't done that in Because in nobody years. else wanted to come to Chelsea. Nobody else wanted to come to Chelsea. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody else did. You guys, <laughs> there was no good coaches available. I mean, were you going to go get Pochettino? No, you weren't. Like, there wasn't... So the transfer ban would probably lend to that. Sure. Exactly. So you got Frank in because it was a risk already in the first place that year. He overachieved if he's not as good as you guys think. All I'm I'm saying is if all of the talk that Chelsea, the the higher-ups at Chelsea, the the board and whatnot have been putting out there is uh, true, this will be the true test of it. And what they've been putting out there is that this is a long-term project uh, and there's no details over whether... You know, if you don't reach this benchmark, would he have been fired? Like, would he have been fired if he didn't get top four last season? Who knows? He would have had plenty of excuses. I don't. I don't think. I would. I I understand that it's a different situation, and I would probably agree that off past, uh, you know, uh, anecdotes that Chelsea would fire uh, someone, even if it's Frank Lampard, because they fired Jose Mourinho twice, the club's greatest ever manager. Yeah, because you're you're ninth in the table and you're you're starting. Yeah, but that's that. There's starting to be a gap between you and top four. There's three three points. Like, get out of here. <laughs> okay, but yes. It's not but it's a you, game. It's like, it's, there's like six two weeks from right now, now, we could be in third. It's and six you'd be points like, right now. And actually, Arsenal are nine points away from top four. So, like, those teams six now. It's right now. It is six points right now. Everton won. Leicester won. They are now six points ahead of Chelsea. It's, listen, if you oh, guys yeah, lose or draw the, this game, if you lose or draw this game, yeah, I Everton feel like, have Villa, you know. Yeah, Leicester Listen, have Southampton. If you lose yeah, the, or draw this game, I think it could be big trouble. I think it could be trouble. I don't know. Watch for it. I I don't. I think that you don't think realize how much pressure is on Frank to like perform here. I I feel like you guys have to get Champions League this year, or it's like. And if okay, there's so, danger for that, so if we don't Chelsea make Champions could pull League, the trigger. what happens? If we don't make Champions League. What happens to our squad? Do you think we have to like sell a bunch of players? No, I don't think. But I think that if we miss the next season, it'd be like, then we're in trouble. <laughs> like if we miss two years in a row, that's trouble. But when if Chelsea ever like like at least in the Abramovich era, when has he ever settled with just like barely making top four and like not making progress in the team? That the dude always expects trophies and like winning. I mean, we've barely made top four each of the last two seasons. Right, and he made a huge investment in the squad. I'm just saying. I mean, maybe they'll give him more time. I think they'll give him more time too. I'm just but saying. I think I he don't might know. be in trouble. Like, it, it, if, the, well, if what he I'm saying is this game somehow. This current period, if it continues, is the test of whether they actually believe in the quote project, the youth project, like slowly but steadily mixing that with these big signings. I, I think they will because 
they have invested so much into it and they, they do believe in Frank and they do know Frank, but I don't know if it's the right decision. I'm just so sick of having a new manager every two years that I don't give a shit. We've got a bunch of new players. We've got a bunch of new toys to play with. Let them, let them figure it out. It's a weird year. It's a weird season. That's all I'll say. We're going to win 3-1. Hang on, I think you'll win too. I'm, I'm going to say 2-1 Chelsea. We played against... Fulham this year and they oh, were pretty if, awful, but we, they were much worse. If we worse don't win, I'm going to sit here with the just like bring it on, just let like let me hear it. Like we're we're in trouble. Like I'll, I think I'll agree. Not not winning, drawing would be. I'm not going to. I could okay, also see a one-one draw. Drawing, Fulham been drawing doing that would a lot. not be okay. Drawing would be no. Terrible. Drawing, drawing would not be okay, okay, but a loss would be bad. A loss would be very bad, especially as you just said, the amount of time you had off and like. I mean, you've got healthy wingers, you know, like you don't have to play Timo Werner out out wide. You get to play Timo Werner hypothetically through the middle. That's why I'm saying if you guys join after like, all this time and having your full team back, if you we, don't, we ju- okay, we just got ZH back for that FA Cup game. Yeah, but if you don't be because you just played like five games this season. No, he's like been, I mean, been more I, than that plus Champions League. No, he's played three in the league. He's barely played. He's not played three games in the league. Stop doing this. I think he has. <laughs> three no, or four games in the league. He's not. He's not played Because he didn't games play to the start league. the season, and then he got hurt after the Burnley and the Sheffield game. I, and I then he played a Champions League game for you. <laughs> he played a couple of Champions League he's games for us. played eight times in the league. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So he's coming off the bench. For okay. a couple, but I mean, then he was also starting during that like period where we were beating up on the on the shit teams. Yeah. He beat okay. up on the shit teams during that period, and then when he went, when he got injured, beginning of December, our form then dropped off. So he's back in the team now. We're going to be fine. And is Callum's starting, playing well. Or is, is he start? Who's your starting wingers in this game? Is, is I guess my question. Who knows? <laughs> Who is, it, who's Alex starting now? I, I think Callum Hudson Odoi has earned his place, but I just don't like him on the left as much as I like Pulisic. Um, mm. ZX, I think, is pretty heavily penciled in for uh, the, the right. Um, but then again, I would like the idea of playing ZX in like a midfield position, a more central position, and having Pulisic and Hudson Odoi out there. And then screw it, throw Olivier Giroud or Tammy Abraham in there. Like, I think with plenty of combinations of our squad, like up front especially, we can beat this Fulham team. You just have to find the right one. And, you know. Um, I, I don't think like Werner and Tammy or Giroud, like any of those players would have a tough time against Fulham. But I'll say I'll say Werner, Pulisic, ZX and, you know, Hudson Odoi comes on if we struggle, but he deserves more. I'm still with you, Callum. I still believe in you. Leicester Southampton Saturday afternoon. I feel like this is this should be good. Uh, Southampton did not play in the FA Cup over the weekend because the team they're supposed to play at a COVID outbreak, so they are going to be crazy fresh after their victory over Liverpool. Leicester come in doing Leicester things. I feel like this might of the game Saturday. This might be the best game. I, oh, I don't. For sure. I don't think actually might. Without, this without is the doubt. best game. Without a doubt, the best game. This is the first time these two teams will play this season. Obviously, last year when this game happened at St Mary's, that's when Leicester got the nine nil win. But this is going to be at at Leicester. But um, Southampton won there last year, two nils. So yeah, they are two one, two one. Yeah, but I think it's going to be a phone. This is fourth against seventh. If Southampton win by more than a two goal difference, they go they jump Leicester in fourth place, which is pretty impressive for Southampton at this this point in the season. You know, I also expect there to be goals in this game. Like I expect this to be, you know, both of the, neither of these teams. Are, are teams that you kind of expect to like step up shop and like defend 100%? Like Southampton are going to come out and play. Do you Lester think Southampton, like, do you think that they can keep this up and get like a top seven finish? Yeah. Do you, I, do you wanna, I kind of yeah. think so hear, too. Do you want to hear a hot take? Really good. Do you want to hear a hot take? Yeah. If the unthinkable happens and Chelsea do sack Frank Lampard, either like sometime between now and the end of the season, and come the end of the season, they have to hire a new manager, I think Thomas Tuchel is. First choice or close first choice, but Ralph Hasenhutl was right there for me. I really wow. like how his teams play. Like it, it's just fun to watch. There's Allegri on that list. Nowhere close. <laughs> I want nothing to do with Allegri. <laughs> we we left the d- negative defensive tactics behind. We're shifting into. Uh, holistic approach. I don't want to make this about Chelsea. I'm just saying, I, me- I mean this is praise for Ralph, ha- Ralph Hasenhutl, that he's doing a really good job. Uh, he- he's got plenty of good or decent players, 
but he's getting more out of uh, some players than I think most managers uh, would, which is something that people say about Marcelo Bielsa when they hype him up and make him a top three finalist for manager of the year, despite managing in a second division that whole time. <laughs> but yeah, Ralph Hausenhuttle, if they finish in Europa League places... He probably would stay, but I think if they get to like Champions League, which I don't, I wouldn't even predict. But if it somehow happens, then the rest of the big teams are sniffing around uh, in uh, in England and outside, obviously as well. He could go back to Germany. Yeah. There's uh, plenty of you know vacancies and people moving in and out there. So I uh, I love Ralph Hasenhüttl. I, I think they win this game. <sighs> I, to be honest, wow, you think oh, they win? Still, okay. I'm still not convinced by Leicester. Like. I just Southampton Southampton are crazy underdogs in this game. They're plus 310 underdogs. Give me all the Southampton stock. I'm not I'm not leaving any of it for the rest of you. I stuck with House and Hodel when they lost 9-0 and he's turned it around and I feel good for him. <laughs> all right, well if that's the case. So this is my new favorite style. I'm going to say 2-1 Leicester. 2-1 Leicester. Uh so that's result both to score for Javier right there. That's at plus 250 for Leicester, which I do love. I'll probably take that. My new favorite bet, it's called Team Goals and Match. And I found this out. Um, first of all, AC Milan, I bet this over the weekend. AC Milan have scored two or more goals in every Serie A game except for their loss to Juventus this year. So, Yeah, we've been meaning to talk bet. to you, Andrew. We think you have a problem. We think you're a degenerate, <laughs> and uh, we're worried about you. <laughs> I don't Please have a problem. tell us more I'm, about I, team goals scored, even though it's really, fairly self-explanatory. Really yeah, so well, it's but then okay. So the nice thing about it, it's one or more or two or more. So it's like once you hit the two goal, you're clear. Southampton are are plus two ten to score two or more goals in this game. If you're me and you think they're going to win, then you just would take that along with uh, Southampton. Uh, just you know, straight oh, up, straight up. No, no, both teams to score and nothing like that. Well, it's a tough one to call because you know Leicester are they're they're pretty up and down as well. Like it, like the draw is sitting right there, and I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that bet either. So, but I, I, I'll stick with Southampton. I think it'll be like two one two nil two nil Southampton. But yeah, I'm not telling you that you should bet. AC Milan to score two or more goals every single game rate for the rest of the because that is then we've talked about the Manchester United oh they're going to have a penalty in this game being a lock that's not a lock the lock is yeah, now no, that's apparently a joke. AC Milan <laughs> that's uh, AC Milan an unfortunate joke two or more yeah I mean I took it at minus one seventy five this weekend but I I and I never bet minuses but I'm probably doing that every week going forward now because it's just free money uh, Aston Villa Everton. On Sunday's games, well, no, not true. Aston Villa Everton will be a nice game on Sunday morning at 7 a.m., which I won't wake up for, but it, that should be a nice game. I think I will. Uh, so, Alex, no, you, Alex, you said Everton were going to go away. They haven't gone away, ever, <sighs> Alex. All these, they went all, away for all these teams are going away, back. Javier. All of them Aston Villa, Everton, Southampton, Leicester. But they're uh, six points ahead I'm, of I'm you. I'm joking. I'm so. joking. I'm joking. Yeah, and we like need, they all kind of we, feel like the real deal, like start, Villa. This is probably a big weekend for Chelsea, like hoping that these two games, these last two games we've talked about, the Aston Villa Everton one and the Leicester Southampton one. As a Chelsea fan, we should be hoping for these to be draws, obviously, because you know they're all in between us and your, the your top level four on right points. Your level on points with Aston when, Villa, and they have two games in hand. Yeah, but those so two like, games. If Villa win one of these two games, then those I two games are like Tottenham and I forget the other one, but it was tough. Uh, they're they're not like they're both home games, but they're not like just in the bag easy winnable games. So I'm not I'm not that concerned about that. Everton I'm more concerned about, but because they they don't have a full squad, and yet Ancelotti just keeps you know, just like willing them to victory. I, I shouldn't cr- credit only him. The players have, themselves have done a lot of good work. But uh, if you told me that James Rodriguez had missed a bu- as much time as he has, he's back now. But if you told me at the beginning of the season that he's going to get injured, I would have said, "Oh, good. Okay, that's going to be the part where Everton drop off." That that hasn't happened. They're not. They won't have, uh, or they might not have Calvert Lewin for this game, which yep. is, which is huge. Um, and they also still don't have Richarlison back. They they beat. But Wolves it hasn't mattered. Striker. It hasn't mattered at all. They beat uh, Wolves without a striker. They've, this is Carlo played. Ancelotti, though. I mean, the the guy yeah. everywhere he's ever gone, right? He's always been at least competitive for top four. Like you never see him. He had that. He he had that one year, like where he 
came into this team and he finished like 13th um, Everton last year, right? But like that was yeah, like that was I think the lowest the season. Right. He came in the halfway through the season and that was the lowest by far finish an Ancelotti team had ever had. I think before that it was like fifth place. Like every time he's wherever he's managed, yeah, but, okay. he's been very good. Let's put that good, in context. So. He did have his teams, you know, give up on him in Munich and in Napoli was the other one more recently. But yeah, I agree with you. Overall, have, he's, I mean, been, he's even, been doing great <laughs> for most teams. He won a cup at Napoli and he was still, you know, he could have won the league. He, he was in it you know, a couple of times at, during his spells there. So while Everton is probably like a step down, quote unquote, to like what he's used to, he if he turns his club relevant to like somehow getting Champions League, I mean, that would be Ancelotti legend status right there. So he's already got legend status. No, I know he does, but even more two so. Champions just Leagues. Be, he's still a god if he does. Three Champions Leagues. What am I talking about? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, King Carlo. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to say I was wrong. Richarlison did come back. He came in in the latter stages of the Wolves game. So he is back. So they do have a potential striker for this weekend. But are they going to beat Aston Villa or are they going to draw? One, one. Kind of like 1-1 one, one for yeah. this. Yeah. I don't know why. Just looks like a 1-1. One, one. But listen, all the times that Everton have been looking to get 1-1s, one, they end up getting like 2-1 wins or 1-0 wins. And I don't know. I, I feel like the the pendulum, if, if a team's going to win this, it's going to be Everton. Wow. The disrespect right. for Villa. Then again, uh, no. Then again, though, Villa haven't gone away, man. They've also stayed in it. And when we all thought that they would drop off, they've had a little bit of patches of bad form. But Villa are a very good side. All right, two more quick ones. I think the first one is definitely a quick one. Uh, Sheffield United, Tottenham. <laughs> Who knows? Sheff- I'm 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 betting. Uh, I'm not going to bet on Sheffield, but I'm hoping that Sheffield continue this little boost in form they've gotten. Tottenham aren't like, and they're not like setting the world Tottenham on fire right now. Mess. Sheffield have won two games in a row. Oh, they yeah, won their won FA, FA Cup, Cup game, and, and they that was won... a struggle. I can't remember who they played, but it was some lower league opposition that they they took the lead like multiple times against and gave it up and had to you know keep scoring. It's the craziest Sheffield game I've seen all this season because the rest of them have just been them getting their asses kicked. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Ethan Ampadu had a good game uh, in that win the other day. He was man of the match for Sheffield. Uh, Chelsea Loney, so maybe you can continue the uh, the secret agent performances and take some right, points I think off it Spurs. Two nil Tottenham. Yeah, it's two nil Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, that that about sounds right. And then uh, Sunday afternoon after the Liverpool game, uh, Manchester City taking on Crystal Palace at home. Manchester City, have, I think, have this officially is, yeah, found the groove. Yeah, I was going to say this is the team we haven't talked about yet. When we, you guys were having, we were all having the the United Liverpool discussion. We didn't mention Manchester City as like the third title contender. Alex was definitely right on that. I feel I st- like they. I still have PTSD. I'm sorry. We didn't get. Th- we we didn't talk about <laughs> the the three one loss at Stamford Bridge, but that was a rude awakening. <laughs> yeah, I think they've officially arrived, and I mean they they beat uh, they beat Brighton today, and they didn't start a striker again. You know, Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne this- false nine absolutely shredded us. I mean, it wasn't just De Bruyne. It was Foden illegal. and Sterling. They they all take turns at playing center forward. It's like Pep's ultimate wet dream. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want a striker. I just great. want all of my midfielders and wingers to play center forward for five minutes and then to move on. <laughs> Sorry, I did a Joe Cardenas impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was Joe Cardenas right there. That was a pretty good one, I'll be honest. That was very good. That's a high school um, teacher of ours <laughs> to anyone. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, like, City been on really good form. Like, they, they beat... They, they obviously beat Chelsea on January 3rd. Then they go around and beat United on the road for the Carabao Cup. And they get a win over Birmingham, Birmingham City. They beat Arsenal. The yeah, I mean, they, yeah, beat, they, they did beat Arsenal. They've beaten a lot they've of teams. On, yeah. And, you know, they haven't been 100% healthy. And uh, they're getting results. And the back line is holding holding. Ilkay Gundogan. Ilkay Gundogan. Gundogan. He's been yes, playing Gundogan. very, very, very well. Uh, not only and scoring goals, Diaz, but too. I mean, he's become yeah. like one of the and Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva finally kind of looks like his old self. You know, these last few games, he's been back to his pressing, back to keeping the ball, like have, being impossible to lose possession, and then he's been scoring and assisting a little bit more. And these are players who we've called out a few times on this pod recently. I mean, I have. I've been saying, you know, wh- where are they? Where you know, these were big, big money signings that are supposed to show up and seems like a little bit that the City team is gelling, and once they get Aguero back, Jesus back healthy, you could see them go on a, on a tear. So, 
How kind of are. like they already are right now. How do you feel about Kevin De Bruyne equaling uh, Thierry Henry's career assists in the Premier League yesterday? I think he equaled him with like 75. And he's only oh, like I mean, 28. De Bruyne's, gonna, De Bruyne's easily going to surpass that. I'm sure De Bruyne could set the record. Like, yeah. Like, Skull says like 162, but if De Bruyne gets there, you said he has 75. Okay, maybe he's not going to beat Giggs. Giggs well, are, are you are you wrong on the uh, on the the record? I, who cares about the record? I wouldn't be I wouldn't be that surprised if he got it, even though I don't know what it is. <laughs> Javier is looking it up right now. I was I was right down to the number, Alex. That's 161 is the record. 162, yeah. For Skulls? Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggs. Okay, you said Skulls yeah. initially. Uh, no, I didn't. I said I said okay. Giggs. No, you said Skulls. And I will no, remind I'm, I'm, everyone when I edit this that you said Skulls. <laughs> I said gigs, but I definitely meant gigs. Obviously, yeah. Skulls says like 162, but Skulls says like a hundred. Skulls says Skulls says like 162, but okay, yeah. So maybe not, maybe not the record, but you know, to pass Thierry Henry like like five years after getting to Manchester City, you know, we had like a couple years at Chelsea, but never really, you know, was in the team. Kevin De Bruyne will be the reason if they w- win the league title. He's, you know, they don't have any one player that you would sorry, point to like, and be like, he's their player of the season, but Thierry De Bruyne will be the only one. played for eight seasons and he's not even in the top 10. Like, yeah, I was get to was me, get say. to me when he, get to me when he passes like but Frank eight, Lampard, eight seasons Wayne Rooney versus like five, I think five for Manchester city. Like I know I that he's, 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 yeah. he's a midfielder and not a, not a striker, uh, but Thierry Henry was a serial assister. Uh, in his, t- he's the only player to have uh, like twenty assists or whatever in a season. Well, him and De Bruyne so are the only Kevin. players to have twenty like yeah. assists in, the, in a single season. So I think it's notable, uh, and just le- lending to the point that you know De Bruyne is going to be the one that has to you know continue playing pretty well this season. Like Sterling's dropped off, Aguero hasn't been around, Jesus has not been reliable. Uh, De Bruyne's been their defensively main, their though. Main City player. have been yeah, have they've been, f- been amazing. Amazing. So I think that's John what they've, Stones. What you they've mentioned become Diaz, to rely John on. Stones was an absolute beast against us. We didn't we didn't give um, him much I to do wa- play against, but he was good. Still. I do want to ask you on the De Bruyne assists, is he going to take the Manchester City record down, which is ninety three in the Premier League held by David Silva, which is sixth all time? Uh yeah. Maybe even next season. <laughs> like He's on 75 right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's doable. It, it's very doable if he doesn't get injured, but he'll definitely pass that. Maybe he'll pass Arsenal Chelsea legend Cesc Fabregas at 111. But I think getting up to gigs would be like crazy. That would be... He would literally have to stay there until he was 40 right now. like, like right. Giggs did. Yeah, right. Giggs will nev- Giggs's G- record probably will never be broken, but... Giggs Fa- made Fabri- I could see him being Premier League appearances, being pass, just, passing Fabregas. Yeah, Fabre- I think Fabregas is doable. Couple, you know, three more years at an elite level, I think that's doable. It'll be close. We'll see. All right. Well, that gets you ready for the Premier League weekend that comes up here. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, follow along for all the latest and greatest on Twitter. There's always a lot happening on on a uh, Premier League Saturday. And for my gambling picks, uh, at Andrew Pissarro, at Ghost Goal Pod, for all of us at uh, ASMOS92, at JavierRev9. And uh, until next week. Hey, Alex, just just one thing, one thing. There's a Peruvian on the top 20 assisters. Who is it, Alex? Nobby Solano. Yes. yes. Norberto yes. Solano. There's no Irishman. I don't see any Irishman. Uh, I'll show you the uh, the red card list and you tell me <laughs> if there's an Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> But until next time.